0: The views, ideas, and content of Well Seekers and their guests are their own opinions, and you should always seek additional professional help around any of the issues discussed here on Well Hello, welcome to Well Seekers. I'm Lucia. And we are so excited to be back for our final series in 2021. And this is actually going to take us into 2022 since the topic is so important, especially as we round out the year and then head into the new year. Um, for those of you who are new to the show, welcome. A little bit about the show, Well, Seekers, is all about giving you the keys to rise, to come back, and to thrive in today's complicated world. We all know that there is so much information out there about holistic health, mental health, emotional health. And I like to say, Well Seekers is cutting edge. We talk a lot about research and new tools and techniques, but we also have sage advice, wisdom. We talk a lot about personal stories, not only of our guests, um, but personal stories um, about myself and things that I relate to, um, and personal stories from you the listeners or the watchers, if you're watching this on video. Uh, We're really all things personal growth, self-love, other love, uh, relationships, family, fill in the blanks, blank, um, and of course, holistic health. So we use the word keys. I also like to say this is a show for people who maybe lost their keys or never got the keys. Maybe your parents forgot to give you your keys to life um, or you misplaced your keys or you just need to find a new pair. I'm really excited about this series on um, mindfulness because during this time of year, especially as we head into the holidays, mindfulness is such an important topic um, to remember. Mindfulness is something that's personally changed my life and it's something that I encourage people that I work with to do um, on a daily basis as well. Today we have an amazing show and the whole series that we have planned is, I'm i am personally blown away by the guests that we are going to have on for the next uh, seven weeks. I think you're going to be blown away by the people coming on, sharing their expertise and their wisdom and their personal stories. Um, so we'll get into who's going to be here. Uh, today, we are going to have somebody that I've been a fan of for a long time, if you're on Instagram and you're into mindfulness and meditation, you may know this gentleman. His name is Chris Tolson. Chris is the founder of Meditation and Mindfulness. It's a business that provides meditation and mindfulness-based services truly around the world, Um, but it also is an Instagram account, and we'll put all the links below, um, that is just phenomenal to help get you in The meditation mindfulness space if you're looking for a little bit extra encouragement there. I feel like it's important to talk about what the difference is between mindfulness and meditation. I know for myself, when I was going through my own personal journey with holistic health, with chronic health issues, with Um, overcoming some challenges from my past, from childhood, from young adulthood. When I worked with a coach, a therapist, I think people know I went to an eating disorder rehab, Um, when I was in those situations, there was a lot of conversation about mindfulness. For some reason, whether it was taught at the time or my mind picked it up as such, I always thought that mindfulness was meditation. As my journey in the world of holistic health continued, I now know that is absolutely not true. Right, my meditation is a form of mindfulness, um, and there's other things like mindfulness meditation, specifically to name it. I think it's really important for those that are just starting out their journey with mindfulness, and even for people that are more advanced. We're gonna we're gonna talk to you in each episode too to define what mindfulness is, right? So if you're watching on on video, you'll see that sometimes I look down at my screen because I want to make sure I get this this right. I'm going to literally read the definition of mindfulness. Um, So mindfulness is the basic human ability to be fully present, aware of where you are and what you're doing, and not overly reactive or overwhelmed by what's going on around you. Right, so think about that if we break that down to be fully present where you are. Who is fully present, right? Where they are, especially in 2021, as we head into 2022, we're all pulled in a million directions, which is one of the points of well seekers is to help um, give this information in a time slot where you can use this information. <laughs> Um, That's why our shows are shorter, because we know and are aware that you're pulled in a lot of directions. So mindfulness is the ability, though, to be fully present in the direction you're pointing in right now. Meditation is exploring, not erasing the present moment as it is, right? And meditation is done in a lot of different ways, which we're going to talk about in this series as well. When we meditate, we venture into the workings of our minds, our sensations, right? Like this talks about the air moving in and out of our bodies, right? Or maybe smelling something in the room or your emotions, right? Your thoughts. Did you remember to pick up something at the grocery store, right? So meditation is exploring the present moment. Mindfulness is the ability to be present and aware of where you are that's it. Mindfulness meditation, when you combine those two, asks you to suspend the judgment of the workings of your mind and unleash your natural curiosity about what is happening in the moment, right? So allowing yourself to be in each moment with warmth, with kindness to yourself and with others. This is such a big differentiator to talk about the difference between mindfulness and meditation. Because a lot of people do not like meditation. I was one of those people. So when I was told over the years, you know, you should meditate, that would really help calm your mind, ease anxiety, right? Fill in the blank. I was like, no, but tell me how to fix my anxiety, (laughs) right? Like, tell me what I actually should be doing to get better. Because I didn't want to meditate, right? Nobody told me along the way, or again, I may not have asked what I know now that there's lots of different ways to get into mindfulness, right? To be mindful, to become more mindful. There's actually also a lot of different ways to meditate. So I think it's important that we also talk about why mindfulness, right? Why mindfulness? Why should we focus on it? Mindfulness truly can help you increase your ability, right? If, you're, if mindfulness means being aware and present, fully present, in the moment, whatever that moment is. It's going to help increase your ability, our collective ability to regulate emotions, decrease stress, help with anxiety, help with depression. We've talked about it on the show since COVID. um, The last time we checked statistics, there was a 400% increase in anxiety. Suicides have increased, right? Mental health is off the charts. If you've been looking for a therapist, you know that there's waiting lists and It's impossible to find one, right? Although I should give you some tips and tricks on how to sneak in sometimes. Um, But the benefits of mindfulness is really truly improving your overall health as well. So reducing the rumination, reducing anxiety, reducing emotional reactivity. So being able to be more present and in control of your emotions, stress reduction, And people that have done mindfulness on a a daily basis, they report greater satisfaction in all areas of their health and their life, relationships, family, physical health, right? All of that is a benefit of doing mindfulness. So these are the reasons in 2021, moving into 2022, this is so important and so key because now more than ever, we need to have this conversation. So before we go, I do want to say, I think it, important to acknowledge that there are other ways to be mindful other than meditate. So at the end of the show, we're going to talk about ways to work on your mindfulness um, that don't include meditation. So make sure you stick around for that. But before that, we are going to have our aggress- our, our grest. Um, well, maybe we'll call them aggressed. I think he'd rather be called a guest. We're going to have our guest, Chris Tulson. <laughs> Chris is the founder of Meditation and Mindfulness, and hopefully I'm pronouncing his name correctly. We'll ask him uh, before we get started. Uh, meditation and Mindfulness is a business that provides meditation and mindfulness-based services around the world, and he also has an absolutely phenomenal Instagram account. So we will be right back with Chris in just a moment here on WellSeekers. You're listening to WellSeekers, a show where the journey is just as important as the destination. Welcome back to Well Seekers. I am so excited to have our very first guest of this season, Chris Toulson. Chris is a meditation specialist and founder of the business, and one of my favorite Instagram accounts, Meditation and Mindfulness. Chris, thanks so much for joining us today on Well Seekers.
1: It's a pleasure to be here, and I look forward to speaking with you about all things uh, meditation and mindfulness.
0: Chris, one thing I know for myself personally and professionally, and everyone that I've talked to through the years about meditation on the show, is that usually there's a personal story. There's a reason that people have found meditation and mindfulness. Do you mind just sharing a little bit about your journey of what got you into the work you do today?
1: Uh, sure, I mean uh, firstly i've kind of always been into the mind psychology was always one thing that I wanted to do um, when I grew up. Um, my career never really panned out that way, unfortunately, but um it was around fifteen years ago now I was away with a group of friends, and then we was all sitting around by a swimming pool and out of nowhere, I just felt a really sharp pain in my back and at that time, it just felt like a cloud had come over me. It's very hard to explain. So I took myself off to my room and then I just started like visibly shaking. And at that time, you think, wow, what's going on here? <laughs> like you're, you're fearing, are you about to die? Um, thankfully I kind of calmed myself down. But from that point onwards, for probably the next two years, my life was kind of just walking around with a cloud of like feeling a bit disassociated from the world because at that time, mental health wasn't really at the forefront of people's minds for people to be able to self-diagnose so yes for the next two years it was i was starting to get better uh, gradually by doing things such as uh, cutting out caffeine exercising more but it still wasn't really getting anywhere Um, and then i was introduced to a book uh, from my father Uh, it was i can't remember the name of it now but it was about how that you're not your thoughts Uh, and from there it kind of really uh, resonated with me about how much we are uh, just completely at the mercy of our own thoughts and we tend to focus on the negative we may have a lot of positive thoughts throughout the day, but when we get hooked on that one negative thing, and then that just constantly feeds and goes round and round. Um, so that, and then I decided to seek along some counseling for six weeks, uh, just offered by a local um, doctor surgery. That helped a lot. But then the big thing came when I was just browsing the internet and I saw meditation had come up. I saw the benefits and things associated with it. And at that point I thought, why not try it because Uh, I wouldn't say I was depressed or anything like that, but it had a grip on my life to the fact that every day was just, it was kind of, I couldn't escape it. And so I started meditating and then came the book that really changed everything for me. Uh, I'm not sure if you're familiar with Eckhart Tolle, The Power of Now. Of course. Uh, Yeah. It just changed my whole perception on life. Um, And then that reading that book along with meditating and soon, I'd kind of I would never say I've really fully got rid of anxiety. Because you've always got those thought patterns in your mind, Mm. uh, which you can't. Obviously, everyone knows you can't control your thoughts in terms of what pops into your head. But very rarely that happens now. And now I'm probably in a position to have the happiest and calmest I've uh, ever been. Uh, I've meditated for yeah, for maybe thirteen years now. Try and do it every day. Obviously, it's not possible to do it every day. Sometimes, but yeah, it's best. I always tell my friends and family it's the best habit I've ever taken up.
0: So when you start. Started meditating because I have so many people where I'll suggest meditation, right? Because anxiety, meditation is proven to play on those same pathways, right? The neural pathways to help reduce anxiety, right? So, when you started meditating, Chris, what were some of the first things that you noticed, benefit-wise, happening in your own mind? It's a,
1: sh- a strange thing when you're s- meditating and the benefits at the start because. Uh, Obviously, meditation is teaching you not to be too judgmental with your own thoughts. Mm -hmm. So if you're sitting there kind of worrying about or thinking about, how am I seeing a benefit? Am I seeing a benefit? Every day it kind of becomes counterproductive. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) uh, That's one one barrier we have to do with our clients is overcome that. But um, I could sense, when I tried to stop thinking about that, I could sense, I was just generally happier i had like a more of a spark because during the period of my anxiety i literally just didn't look forward to anything maybe i did have a slight bit of depression at the time but i was never so depressed that i would couldn't get out of bed or anything like that i still lived a life uh, as i was doing previously but yeah i just noticed i was really starting to look forward to things more I was a thing much more calmer everything just seemed to be i'd noticed little things and then maybe at the time i didn't really notice them but then when i look back at them uh, just more clarity in my head, the way I was making better decisions. Yeah, it's just so many things. And obviously the main thing was that the anxiety was just uh, dissipating as time went on. And I could see in myself, uh, and don't get me wrong, there was other healthy habits along with that. But I had already kind of started those habits before meditating. So I attribute most of it towards meditation. Um, but yeah, I think generally mental health and physical health all kind of come together through various things that you do, not just one particular thing. but meditation is as say one of the sh- best things you can do for your mental health.
0: Completely agree with that. I say that all the time in my professional work that The link is undeniable, right? There's so much evidence and it's not mind-body. I've said this on the show over and over again. Your mind is part of your body. It's our body (laughs) and your brain.
1: Exactly. (laughs) Your brain
0: is just one of those organs in your body that feeds into the rest of your body, right? But we've separated it somehow.
1: (laughs) Exactly. And and the thing thing is as well, people, everything is a big thing uh, made of like physical health and exercise to to benefit your body fantastic but no nothing until recently was ever really made of you've got to keep your mind fit as well because mm-hmm. if you, as I say they can't really function with one without the other to some respects anyway mm-hmm. but to be fully healthy but yeah meditation is kind of like an exercise for your for your brain which is one thing we have to also describe to people but maybe we'll get back into that later as we talk more about our business
0: yeah and one of the things i wanted to um help people separate too is before you came on when we were doing our first part of the show talking about meditation and mindfulness how do you separate the
1: two i mean i would always say meditation is kind of part of mindfulness because mindfulness mindfulness is is paying attention to the present moment whatever you're doing whether that's Drinking, eating, walking, any basically any part of your daily activity. Whereas meditation, you're taking yourself as part of a mindful activity to either focus solely on your breath, which is one of the most common meditation methods, whether that be a body scan or even uh, a form of meditation, people don't really feel like it's this thing like if you People, Some people love jigsaw puzzles. If you can really get into that jigsaw puzzle and kind of nothing else matters, you're just kind of like we're in your own little bubble, that's kind of a form of meditation as well because you're just so focused on it that uh, that's what you kind of really would like to achieve to be like in every part of your life. I know it's very, very difficult for that to happen, but that, that's how we see it. It's me- meditation is more part of mindfulness, um, but I think meditation is just more popular because it sounds easier to do for, for people.
0: Yeah, I have to make that distinction all the time, right? That meditation is a form of mindfulness, but there's so many other forms of mindfulness that don't necessarily gravitate towards meditation can also participate in.
1: Exactly. I mean, like yoga's—that's a form of mindfulness and kind of meditation at the same time. So, I mean, it's very—they're very, very, very closely linked, and it is easy to see why people can get mixed up between the two. But there is a there is a difference. Um, but they're both great for everyone. So, uh, yeah.
0: Yeah. So when we look at meditation and mindfulness, your business—I want to talk about your business—and I also want to talk about your social media because I think they both have different places. Tell us more about what you do in your business, in your day-to-day work with Meditation and Mindfulness, your company
1: as you may have seen from our website, that, uh, yeah, we offer all kinds of services because meditation can really extend to anything. Um, it's obviously been popularized by apps over previous years. So we can do the kind of voiceovers for various apps. Um, you could do recorded talks because not everybody can attend a live session, but a bulk of our work is either one-on-one guidance. Um, we have a virtual studio as well. where We run daily classes to, um, we try to target every single time zone in the world, which is what we're getting there. Um, but because of our large following on the internet, we want to help as many people as we can. Um, and then there's also the corporate things where we've had um, worked with... Big, large companies such as TikTok, we have helped with their employees. Um, we've just recently, in the, since I spoke with you the first time, uh, been approached by Samsung, uh, to help their employees and to do launch, launches and things like that. So, yes, the, I'd say a bulk of the work is to live things with people, businesses and on one on one guidances. We have teachers all over the world, from North America to Australia, obviously here in Europe as well. It's a really powerful thing to be able to touch so many people in so many different places. Uh, and I've also got to thank all my teachers uh, for helping us to achieve that as well because without them, I wouldn't be where I am today. We've all helped each other get along to a certain path. Mm,
0: so beautiful, Chris. And it thank feels you. like... There are so many different layers to this, right? And that's what I so appreciate about your specific model is that we talk about unwell seekers, you know, finding and feeling better and how that's an individual journey and meeting people where they are, right? So some people may do better on a one-on-one. Some people may do better with an live online classes, right? Some people may do better joining and following your Instagram and then trying to apply those methods to their life, because it's so rich with information. Um, We're going to have all of Chris's links so you can follow. To someone who's listening and saying, because I get this all all the time, meditation just doesn't work for me. What would you say to them? Or I can't sit still for meditation is another thing I hear all the time
1: yeah i yeah i completely understand that we we see a lot of that as well i mean i think people have kind of been where i mean obviously over the pandemic and things the popularity of meditation has absolutely gone through the roof in terms of people understanding what they need in their life but unfortunately on the flip side of that people think there's an instant cure uh heal uh, some kind of magical healing thing but it's it's not unfortunately you have to work at it uh, and i completely completely appreciate people not being able to sit still we're so conditioned in this day and age to whether our minds probably never really settle that much because we're either flicking through social media and then we're going kind of to jump into a news website or then we're watching uh, something on like netflix and then while we're watching netflix our heads jumping to doing something else uh, so we're not even fully engaged in the program we're watching so i completely understand why people can't sit still but we by nature we should (laughs) be still um, because way before we had all this modern day technology which is fantastic by the way um, if it's utilized right we were be able to sit still. We were able to deal with being bored. I I find a lot of people don't know how to deal with being bored these days because there's just so much that they can possibly do to cure their mind of boredom. We've all been in doctor surgeries or waiting for some kind of public transport. People just don't stand there. They're always looking at something Mm -hmm. Uh, they're not taking in the world around them. But to kind of answer the question to people who think they can't sit still, it's like saying you can't, walk a certain distance without getting out of breath you have to take things slowly each individual is different their attention span is different you have to take things slowly um maybe start with five minutes then build up next week 10 minutes Uh, and then i mean even 10 minutes a day eventually is much better than zero minutes and even one minute is better than zero minutes um and if that's feel that that still doesn't work for them then they can have guided meditations, if they're not comfortable doing it by themselves, they can try walking meditation, even just any kind of activity that they're fully engrossed in that they may not think is a meditation. If Their passion, as I mentioned earlier, like a jigsaw or anything like that, maybe it'd be mindful colouring, something that really engages them in the moment and brings their pure, full, 100% focus to that activity is a form of meditation. Um, so it's also about making sure that people are aware That it isn't all about sitting there in the uh, stereotypical lotus pose (laughs) um, and breathing. Because although that is my personal favorite activity, and I know it is for a lot of people, that isn't the only only method that is available.
0: Absolutely. So what I hear in that, Chris, is keep trying. Find the thing that resonates with you, whether it's one-on-one, whether it's a class, whether it's drawing, walking. But it's... It's an important and vital component, I feel like, in holistic health, quieting the mind. And there's lots of ways to get there, regardless of where you are in your journey. Does that feel fair to say?
1: Uh, yeah, I'd agree with that um, 100%. Um, yeah, I have, I'm probably going to put it better myself. It's it's about finding what works for you. And that goes for really anything in life, I suppose, not everything works for one person. If it did, then we'd all be the happiest people, <laughs> and there'd be no problems in the world. But it doesn't quite uh, work like that, does it? Unfortunately,
0: no, it doesn't work work like that. But <laughs> I think the important part is to keep trying to find the thing that works for you, because, as you said, right, it may not be lotus pose. Personally, I'm the same way. There's not. I love sitting still and quiet on my meditation pillow, right? But that took years to get there for me. And it took walking meditations and different forms of meditation before I actually wanted to sit still. So it feels like keep going.
1: (laughs) Yeah. and, And also people need to realize as well that they can bring other things to help calm them down to allow them to meditate, whether that be some kind of aromatherapy around them, some kind of green tea just before to calm them down so their mind is normally come. I mean, we all go through periods in the day where our mind does rush generally more. So it's all for finding out when is best for you during the day. It's, it can be a lot of trial and error. But it's, it's, as you say, you've got to keep trying and find what does work for you. because. I know a lot of people may think and get frustrated and say, oh, this isn't working, but for 99% of the population, it would work. You would find something that uh, will work for you. Obviously, we can't say if something would work for everyone, but yeah, there's always something out there for most people that will help them in some way.
0: Chris, just a few more questions for you. You mentioned briefly before, but one thing I was curious about is if someone does have trouble sort of setting that stage. You mentioned aromatherapy. I love candles. I have a dedicated cushion that I'm excited to get to because it's so comfortable. What are some of the things that you would suggest if someone was trying to set a space for meditation, whether it was sitting there or coloring that you have found useful for your clients?
1: Um, do you mean in terms of setting them into a meditation space?
0: Yes, exactly.
1: Yes. I mean, first things first, you need to kind of space around you. That doesn't necessarily mean you have to do it in a big room, but um, I mean, we've all heard the expression, uh, tidy, I can't remember, but it's, you know, tidy area, tidy mind, that kind of expression. So you need to make sure that everything is just kind ni- of nice and neat around you and you don't feel the presence of lots of clutter. Um, and then once you've got that, you can get yourself a nice soft cushion or meditation pillow. They're quite popular. Uh, there's a fast array of aromatherapies in like you say for yourself, candles. Um, and you can put some calming music on. So yes, yeah, so there's, there's a lot of things people can do. It's, just, it's basically finding what's, what your calm space would ideally be like. Um, and just it doesn't have to be a big room by itself it can just be a little corner of a room for a nice plant or something something that you know when you get to that space this is my space to feel calm in so your brain can automatically associate um that with um that's why sometimes the association of a brain is a big powerful thing as well i know a lot of people sometimes like to lay down in bed and meditate but your brain automatically associates laying down in bed with going to sleep <laughs> um, Absolutely. so yes it, it's all about finding what people like is kind of alluding to the what we previously spoke about just before you've got to find what you really like some people like some smells some wouldn't um and actually another thing that we've noticed quite popular is cbd um i personally not a great lover of it but it's each to their own if some people find that that calms them down, gets them into a space, then yeah, go for that as well.
0: One final question for you. If someone's listening right now who's heard the word meditation, who's heard the word mindfulness, I think in in the wellness world, they've become kind of buzzy buzzwords and they've lost a little bit of um, their impact because they are so impactful, right? Mindfulness and meditation being a form of mindfulness they truly can change our brains and help heal trauma, right? There's so many benefits to mindfulness and meditation. If mm-hmm. someone is listening and they're a little skeptical, like, Ugh, this is just that buzzword of meditation and mindfulness again, why should they be paying attention? Why is mindfulness and meditation so critical, especially right now?
1: Well, firstly i think i just like to say i agree with what you're saying about it being becoming a buzzword uh, unfortunately with the rise in popularity of meditation and mindfulness has become a kind of over commercialization about with it as well in terms of people are kind of trying to make it a marketing tool yeah. um promising people things that may not happen which i can understand why people then may get turned away from it but as to why we need it i mean <sighs> A lot. We've been through a lot in the last couple of years with the pandemic, and we've all been taught how to look after ourselves physically, but not really ever taught about how to look after ourselves mentally. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the way I like to put it as well is, we spend a lot of our time walking around in like a, a constant daze. We're just like walking around, you're not really aware of what's going on, not aware of our own feelings, our emotions. Not sure, too sure about ourselves and what's going on in our bodies. Uh, and then, when we can become more in tune with our bodies, and importantly, our minds as well, we can then really start to see things with more clarity. And then, once once clarity becomes, we reach the stage of clarity. Then we can really focus on ourselves, to find why why we feel the way we feel, and from there on, then we can eliminate things from our lives that we feel are maybe not helping us to get to where we want to go or helping us to feel happy. Yeah, I completely see what you mean, but we all need to be working on our, our mental health because our brains and bodies, they're delicate things at the end of the day. They can be robust in some ways, but they can also be delicate. And even the slightest thing can knock us off of out of our stride. So it's always nice to be prepared to be able to tackle those kind of things, even if you're even if you're happy now. And you're not meditating i believe you should still meditate because it gives you the tools and the help build some kind of resilience in case something does come along and uh, and take you out of your stride so it's not all about just doing this because because you're in a bad place Uh, i mean yes that's probably why most people do come to it because of anxiety and depression and things like that but it's all about building help health it's probably better to come to meditation while you are Still healthy and not having such intrusive thoughts because then if that does come and it does come to a lot of us That we're well prepared to tackle it and deal with it. We can never And come back to what I said earlier. I would not want to promise people that it's a cure for all Because it's not a cure. It's something you have to work on like in anything in life But once you do work on it, you'll see a hell of a lot of a change in your life your mindset Uh and once that becomes in, everything in your life becomes more positive too.
0: Such a great way to end it, Chris. What I heard in there was equanimity, right? That mental calmness, especially in difficult situa- situations. That's what I think mindfulness meditation can do. And I love how you pointed out as well that so often it's, we sort of focus on if you're in a rough spot, try meditation, right? But if you want to build that equanimity, then you can do that when you're in a great spot with mindfulness and meditation.
1: I mean there's ai I can't remember who the quote the quote is by now, but it's um your calm mind is your ultimate weapon against your challenges or something along those lines, uh, and this couldn't be more true. You it's hard to tackle problems when your uh, head is all over the place, but when you've when you've got a clear mind, you, you can deal with so many things.
0: So so true. Chris Tolton, He is the founder of Meditation and Mindfulness. We will put all of his links below. Um, you can also find him on Instagram and his company, Meditation underscore and underscore Mindfulness. Thank you so much for taking the time to speak with us here on well Seekers.
1: I don't know. Thank you. It's been great.
0: And we'll be right back on well Seekers. Today's lifestyle demands the best in wireless, and with Pulse Cellular, you have the best options available. Switch to Pulse Cellular for unlimited talk, text, and high-speed data. Coast to coast with no contracts, no credit checks, and no overage fees. One line for $65, or four lines for just $45 each, including hotspot, Wi-Fi calling, and 50 gigs per line. And for all you travelers, we got you covered in Canada and Mexico. Plus, text and data in over 210 countries worldwide. All with the best Phones or bring your own. That's pretty awesome. Get the best user experience on mobile at pulsecellular.com. Thanks for being part of the Seekerhood. We couldn't do this without you. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Well Seekers. Thanks so much again to our guests. So much incredible information that always happens here each week at Well Seekers. So um, thank you for everyone who takes the time to put this production together, to help research guests. Um, shout out to Sarah, to Christina, to Swami, to Kwok, to everyone that is a part of this show at Well Seekers. I feel like they deserve a little shout out in this episode. Um, so before we let you go, I want to talk about today's Lucia's List. As you know, know if you listen to the show, Lucia's list is about some of my top items, um, whether it's techniques or tools or resources based upon the episode and what we're talking about. Um, So for today's episode on mindfulness, if we go back to the beginning of this conversation, we talked about how meditation is something that not everybody loves, right? So if you don't like meditating, what are five ways you can get to explore mindfulness. All right, so here's my top five non-meditation mindfulness tricks. The first one is something called a body scan. So body scan meditation, super simple. You may have heard of it before. I know it has the word meditation in it, but um, it's not your classic meditation, right? It's just a way to relax your mind, relax your body. Um, and it involves using awareness, there's the mindfulness piece, to scan your body for sensations, right? So there's lots of different ways that you can do it. You can do a guided, you can Google, we'll put a link below, um, guided uh, body scan, and someone can walk you through, or you can simply lie down, relax your body, and tune into what you're feeling, right? For full instructions, we'll link to, there's a great article, Um, I'll put a link so that you can um, find a more helpful body skin if you don't want to just lie down and, and try to tune into your body. The second non-meditation mindfulness activity I want to talk about is breathing. Now, you're going to find so many different breathing activities. One um, that I love is the 478 breathing meditation. We've talked about it here on the show. It works phenomenally for anxiety, but also for mindfulness. You just breathe in four, one, two. Three, four, you hold for seven. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, and you breathe out for eight. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. How do you feel calmer? Hopefully, everyone else is calmer too. Right, so. Um, that just helps calm your breath, calm the nervous system, um, and helps bring you into awareness and the moment. My number three, and actually three, four, and five, they're all ones that you can do alone or with people. Super quick, super simple, and not ones that I think people traditionally think of when they think of mindfulness. Um, The first one, Probably so because it's gotten really big over the last few years, which is coloring. So coloring brings you into awareness, brings you in to the moment, right? That is a mindfulness activity, mindfulness-based activity. Number four on my list, it's kind of like coloring in some way, it's a game. Believe it or not, playing video games is a form of mindfulness. I read a phenomenal research article on how gaming actually is a form of mindfulness. So if you don't like meditation, turning on a game you like, playing it. Now, gaming for eight hours, we can probably have a conversation that maybe that's not the best holistic health strategy, but gaming for 30 minutes to become more fully in the moment, to become aware of the moment, absolutely a mindfulness technique. And my last one, it's my new favorite, so I saved it for last, puzzles. I became a puzzle geek recently. Um, I like it because you can do it alone and it just brings you into the moment, calms down my nervous system, hopefully calm down yours, makes you aware, you're in the present moment, you're trying to find these pieces, but you could also invite people into the puzzle, which I love as well. So um, they just have to be as, psyched about puzzles as you are which that may be the rare find um but reach out to me if you are as excited about puzzles as i am so that is uh this week's lucia's list on your your top ways um to connect to mindfulness without meditation thank you so much again to our guest today and thank you especially to you um, those who are listening those who are watching um, thanks for taking the time. We know that you have so many places that you can spend your time and your energy and your resources. And truly, we are honored and we are grateful that you choose to be a part of the Well Seekers family and you choose to spend it with us. So from all of us here at Wellseekers, we'll see you real soon. Thanks for being a part of our family. Bye. How would you like to join the conversation? Email us anytime at hello at wellseekers.com.